Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farver here. I am your host. This episode features comedian Nina Kern here in Chicago. Super fun episode. I really like talking. No voice of reason on this one. Um, so we had fun. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe, review, tell your friends, review if you haven't in a while. Please, 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 please review. Uh, it helps tremendously. Uh, I'll be live at uh, Chicago uh, this week. I'll be in Bolingbrook on the 27th and 28th in August. CG's Comedy Club, one of my new favorite clubs. You got to check it out. Stuck with Paul returns to the Lincoln Lodge on Sunday with Zach O'Ryan, Maggie DiPaolo from Singles Only, of course. And my friend, Jim Flanagan. If you want to get a shirt this month, 50% of the proceeds are still going to Parkinson's Foundation. PaulFComedy.com. Hit me up if you want to get a shirt uh, or email me, pfarvartgmail.com. Next month, I will have a new cause that I care dearly about to raise money for. In the meantime, check out our sponsors and thank you so much for listening. <laughs> It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farver. I am your host. There is no voice of reason on this episode, but we have a very, very amazing, hilarious new comic here in Chicago. Uh, we performed together at the Laugh Factory, I mm-hmm. think, on Tuesday. Nina Kern. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the show. Um, so I know that you're single. Yes. Because <laughs> you talk about it on your Instagram and uh all the stuff on in your material, everything. So, um, why, why are you single, Nina? Let's get into it. (laughs) Um, why am I not single is the real question. Um, no, there's multiple reasons. Some of them are because I choose to be single to be Mm -hmm. completely honest with you. Um, if someone were to come into my life and I were to feel like, Oh, okay. Like this could work. Then I would, I'd open to a relationship, but I don't need a relationship. I'm happy without being in one. And I don't want to be in a relationship. I see a lot of my friends get into these relationships with guys that they or girls that they aren't really super stoked about Mm -hmm. because they don't want to be alone. And so I don't ever want to be in that sort of situation. Have you been in a a relationship for extended periods of time? Yeah. So I've only had one like official real relationship boyfriend Mm -hmm. in my life um we dated for almost four years oh wow that's long yeah it was a really long time um it was long distance it was not a very good relationship um how often were you guys seeing each other um it would depend so so like when I say long distance like I was in the U.S. he was in France oh that's like, like more than long distance yeah that's bodies of water <laughs> yeah okay we were on different continents for the majority of our relationship so you look so confused how is that i mean how did you guys meet so he was a foreign exchange student at my college okay. so there was a period of time when you guys were in the same yes yeah code okay yeah yeah actually and, in the same dorm building oh okay yeah and so um that's how i met him and then I was very inexperienced. I grew up super conservatively. And so I was like, this was like the first guy that I was interested in who showed interest back. Usually it was just, it was usually when people were showing interest in me, it wasn't people that I was interested in. When you say you're, so you grew up in a, did you grow up in a small town also? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many people in your high school graduated with you? Uh, 37. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> I didn't go to the public high school though. Um, I went to a private school. Okay. So I only had 37 kids in my graduating class. 
Um, if I would have went to the public school, there would probably have been like 150 or 200. Was it a religious school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 kind of religious school? <laughs> so I did not grow up in this denomination, but the school was Mennonite affiliated. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I grew up Pentecostal. <laughs> okay. At a Mennonite school. Mm-hmm. That's basically Amish, right? Yeah, they're knockoff Amish. Okay. Yeah. Knockoff Amish? Yeah. They use electricity and they wear pants. Some of them. Some of them. Depends on how like <laughs> That sounded so are. bizarre, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, okay. So 37 people in your high school. How? What kind of... What kind of... <laughs> What kind of experience is that? Do you guys have like sports or any activities? Yeah, so we definitely... Everyone is in everything? Um, I was not in sports. Okay. Well, I mean like <laughs> but, Latin club or whatever. Um, We had some extracurriculars. Like we had soccer, baseball, basketball. Those are sports. Yeah. We didn't have football. Okay. Obviously, um, you don't have we had, people. We had plays and okay. it was like the same eight people who were did... Were you in all the plays? Oh, yes. Okay. Every single so one. So you were a drama kid. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And like we had choir and band and stuff, but like we didn't have any like German club or Latin club. Did there was a chess club, chess team. I was not on that. (laughs) How does that. So I feel like your relationships obviously are that's like your the years that you develop into relationships are are kind of define you in Mm -hmm. high school. I always ask people like, were you guys nerds in high school? But in your school, like you could simultaneously be the biggest nerd and the coolest kid kind of yeah okay is that where you fall it fall in or what was your no i don't know what i was well you said you were inexperienced so obviously there was there prom or dances we had junior senior banquet we did not dance not allowed to dance no 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 lot touching other sexes we were i mean i'm trying to think (laughs) Like, no one hugged in the hallway or anything like that. Like, absolutely not. Fair. But, like, I think you were allowed to hug each other. Okay. Excuse me, hug each other. Did you, did you have, did you go uh, on, did you have any experiences in high school with guys? None. Zero. No, I graduated high school without even kissing anybody. Okay. Yeah. So then you go to college and the training wheels are off. I had a huge culture shock when I went to college because I How went... How big was your college? 20,000 people. Okay. So I wow. went to a public university that was close to my whole ta- hometown. I was still living with my parents okay. at the time. Um, and so I was like a little hermit kind of because I just... I went from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you hadn't seen that many people in your life. Ever. And yeah, ever. Like I went from going to the same school, kindergarten through 12th grade with basically the same people. And my parents, we went to the same church my entire life. So I was just always used to people that I knew mm-hmm. for my whole life. And so then being put into a college where I know absolutely no one and was it was it also fair to say that there was no cultures either so you you saw your first non-white people or were there were there blacks or other people in your high school like any african-american kids we had two black girls in my high school but um and then we had some um you're like what's indian (laughs) you're probably like if (laughs) i said persian you'd be like what the fuck is that you'd be like uh well my one friend's dad was actually persian it's so funny that you like specifically said Persian. that's why oh okay yeah um juliana's dad was persian but anyways 
<laughs> I but that was it. Like we had a couple black kids. There was um, we had a couple like Chinese foreign exchange students. That was it. Everybody okay. else was white. So you go to twenty thousand people. The school's public, so I'm assuming there's all some diversity. Yeah, there okay. was definitely more diversity. It was not as diverse as like what I would. Now I didn't go to school in Chicago, but I'm imagining. I mean, you go to college yeah. in Chicago. It's a lot more diverse. Um, but it was way more diverse than anything I was Senior used to. Mennonite school, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Okay, so you get there, um, and then were you uh, were you uh, awkward when you were a freshman in high, in college, or were you like already like a woman? In um, other words, did you, I like, did I'm you sure I was awkward. I okay. know I was awkward. I didn't like. I had a lot of um, self esteem issues back then, and a lot of body image issues. So like, I definitely didn't like try to look good. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and like, I don't think anybody thought I was hot because I just like would wear a hoodie all the time. So okay. like, no one was trying to date me. <laughs> Fair. So then what happened? How did, how did you, I guess, is this the guy that you dated for four years? Was that your first experience with a guy? Um, I had kissed some other people, okay. but further than that, yes, definitely okay. first. That's like a super late bloomer. Yeah. Can yeah. I ask you when you lost your virginity? I was 21. Okay. Yep. That is late. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I was old. In New Orleans, though, and I love that story. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. In New Orleans? Oh, in New Orleans. You, is it somebody? Was with him. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He, right, we went enough. on a trip. So four-year relationship, uh, that ends, and then what happens after that? Did you ever have any relationships over three months? So I've had, like, the term situationship. <laughs> What's that? So, like, you're you're dating, but you're not going to put a label on it. Sure. Um, you don't put a label on it. Um, I've had multiple of those. Okay. I've and had how long of four those? of them. <laughs> Recently, you mean? Yeah, within the last three years. Okay, and and in those situations, how does it does it just dissipate on its own, or do you just kind of like you guys have a discussion and then that someone freaks out? Um, they've all ended a little bit differently. One, I'm currently still in. I, I think that oh. I'm still in it. Okay. I don't know because like. Our schedules never match up, and he lives in the suburbs. So I literally haven't seen him in a month and a half, and I'm like, "What's the st- yeah?" I'm like, "I don't know if we're still seeing each other. Are we? I don't know." But like, <laughs> the one guy moved to LA, okay. so like that had to end. He's back, so is it? <laughs> are sure. we gonna jump right back in? I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then another one. He like I, some like I had something happen in my personal life. He couldn't handle it and he freaked out. Wow. And then that basically ended it. And I was like, okay, you like clearly weren't ready for any sort of relationship at all. Right. And that one was super weird because he like had me meet his friends and it was that one was weird. Okay. Because I was like, why am I meeting your friends? And you can't handle a simple crisis in my life. It was a very, like, like yeah, it was pretty mild crisis. Yeah. he. Pro- I mean, if, if you call it whatever you call it, the situationship, I think it's more about, like, it's like a distraction from reality for a lot of people. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, this is where I have fun. I don't think about whatever the fuck I have to deal with in my life. And then you probably brought in reality into it. And he's like, ah, oh, this isn't fun no more. Well, that was exactly what happened. It had been very fun and like yeah. lighthearted. And like, we spent a lot of time together, but 
Yeah. And he had a lot of transitions during the time that we were together. Like he had bought a condo and got a new job and then like had some other things. I think like one of, I don't remember cause it was like two years ago, but like someone was sick in his family mm-hmm. and then it was like something happened to me and he was like, ah, I can't add to it. It's sure. too much, no. which now I can see that looking back on it. But like in, when you're living it in the moment, oh, it's right. like I was distraught. His play was full. Yeah. Well, what do you, hmm, do you picture yourself getting married and having kids and living a traditional life? No. Okay. I do see myself potentially getting married. Um, I don't know if that, I, I don't know if like this, like I'm torn. I'm like, I'm very are torn. Are your parents together? Yes. Okay. Yep. My parents are married. Are they super, are they religious Pentecostal or? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Very much so. Have they, what if you brought home like a, a big Muslim dude that was black? Would they freak the fuck out? Um, they would freak out if he was Muslim. <laughs> Race is okay, just religion. Fair. Yeah, my mom. Uh, yeah, I don't even. <laughs> what if they're Christian, uh, Christian, and whatever? If but they're Christian, the right, my okay. parents will like probably weep with joy because they know I've kind of le- I've they we don't talk about it, but I I've left the faith gotcha. and um it's not spoken about. But if I was like, this is my Christian boyfriend, they'd be like, oh my god, thank God. That's hilarious. So you said you're not sure. Your parents are still together. You're not sure about. um, Yeah, I'm not sure because there's this part of me that's like, I don't think monogamy is realistic. True. We say that on this podcast every time. Yeah, I I don't. um, You know, I was in a four year relationship. That was a monogamous relationship. But you were also young. I was also young and it was my first experience. But that was only four years. I don't know what 10 years looks like. I don't know what 15 years looks like. I know how much my preferences and like things that I like, just not even, I'm not even talking about sexually. I'm just talking about right. in Personal life. Personal growth. Yeah. So, you know, to say at 28, I'm going to marry you for the rest of my life and this is going to work. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, in two years I could have, who knows what could happen. Yeah. Your life changes. I mean, shit. Uh, we always say that it should be like a seven year contract and you can renew it. It's like an option to renew because like when I was 20, I mean, I've, I had since I was 28, I've already evolved two different major career changes. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think people change and uh, you grow personally. And I think a relationship, I know people get fucking pissed when I say this and they write me emails, bring it on. But the point is you evolve. And uh, sometimes when you're in a relationship that stifles your growth personally, Oh, whether you, yeah. whether you want to accept it or not. No, absolutely. I know my ex held me back a lot. Yeah. How he so? held me back a lot. Um, so like the one of the big ones that is like blaring still in my mind and I, I don't regret doing this, but I think sometimes I think a lot about like, well, what if I hadn't did that, done that? Um, when I graduated college, my plan had always been to move to Chicago and start building my acting resume. I had, I had not done comp started doing comedy yet before moving here. And so, um, I was like, I'm going to move to Chicago. I'm going to start building my acting resume and then I'm going to move to LA. Like that was always the plan. And then he, we were long distance and he got a, an internship in Japan. And he was like, well, you should come to Japan with me and you can teach English and then we can be together for a year. And I, was like, uh, you hesitant. know, I was very hesitant. Cause like, yeah, that sounds super cool. And that sounds, um, 
you know, that would be an awesome experience. But I was like, but like Chicago is what I've been wanting to do. And I ended up going to Japan with him for a year, for a year. Oh no. And teaching English, which I don't regret. Sure. Um, I don't regret that experience. And you probably got a lot of personal experiences that you can use in your life forever. Oh my God. Yeah. But it did take you off your path of what you're now back on. For a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. So because of a dude. Yeah. Because of a dude I'm not with anymore. Right. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying like that's an example of what I'm talking about. Like mm -hmm. you make decisions. I mean, if I was married with kids, I would be living in the suburbs, uh, miserable, probably happy, but... I mean, not happy, You'd but be rich. Happy, right? Like I'd with probably quotes. be doing cocaine every night just to like survive. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and that's like when I was talking about half of me wants to get married and half of me doesn't. Where it's like there's this half of me that I'm sure the reason I do want to get married is that it was so ingrained into my brain. Sure, you're growing up Christian. Yeah. Values. And, and almost, almost everyone I went to high school with. Has gotten married of course. and started a family. They were probably married while you were in high school. <laughs> a couple of them tried. I bet. This, oh my God, this is hilarious. So two of my friends, they wanted to get married while we were in high school. And they talked to the school about it. And they were like, no, you guys aren't allowed to get married. Because technically when you're married, you're allowed to have sex. And no one else is allowed to have sex. So you'll ruin it for the other 35 kids. Yeah. That's insane. I, I <laughs> It's so funny to me. Um when I go to these small towns for shows and people have been married since they're 18 or 20, I'm like, you, the, the decisions I made when I was 18 to 24 were insane. Like I have, you are not, your brain isn't fully formed. I'm selling my parents' house right now or we sold it. And I I used to put a mark by, uh, for my height. Yeah. I grew two inches in college. That's just my body. So my brain probably wasn't even formed yet. No, your so, brain doesn't stop developing until you're 25. Yeah. And your personality doesn't stop developing until you're 27. People who've been like, that married their their high school sweethearts, I'm just like, come at me. I want to hear, what, how are you guys still together? Well, I'm sure the pandemic ruined it. But um, that's when you're like, you have to spend time all the time. Um, okay, so what, you, you think you may want to get married. You definitely don't want to have kids. I don't think I want yeah. children. So like my friends who are married are like, if you don't want to have kids, there's no reason to get married. What do you think of that? Mm, I, yeah, I can see that. And you don't? I think, I think it's a fair argument. Yeah. Um, the only, I mean, honestly, I would get married. If I found a partner that I wanted for my entire life, the, one of the main reasons I would want to get married is for the tax benefits. Yeah. Fair. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's They're like, huge. well, if we're going to be together forever... Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, and I would also be afraid. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off, ahead. but like, I would also be afraid of buying a house and like doing some of these other things if you're not legally bound to me. Right. Well, there's also the if things don't work out, all the the tangled affairs you have to untangle when you're going through a divorce, and that's why they need to update marriage. It's like mm-hmm. um, we've updated everything else. We've updated marriage to allow uh, uh, gay people to get married. Why can't we just go back and be like, okay? Why does it have to be till death do you part? Why can't we just change it to like seven years? Yeah. Well, it's very interesting. So I went to a Wiccan wedding one time and their vows are completely different than traditional Christian uh, Christian um, vows. And at the end, because, you know, in a Christian ceremony, they always say till death do you part. Yeah. In a Wiccan ceremony, they say for as long as our love lasts. Oh, that's how it should be. Yeah. Holy shit. That's going to be in the new contract for as 
are I'm writing this down so I remember. Yeah, like so I'm trying to create this. I've got a friend who's a divorce lawyer. Uh, I used to practice law, but I didn't do that. Um, and we're going to create this. It's almost like a pr- language form of prenup to make it a seven year contract, and then you renew it. And then if you want to stay, you're like, hey, you got you can negotiate. You can be like, okay, if we're going to stay together, these are the things I need changed. Mm. And you have like a bargaining chip, like a baseball player. Interesting. It's a very smart move. I know. I know it's going to have uh, resistance from the Pentecostal family. Oh, absolutely. Fuck no, 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 no. Bring no. it. Or the, or the religious that right. That is not how God intended it. What, um, so how are you meeting people now? How long have you been in Chicago? Three years. Okay. A little over three years. And how, how are you meeting people now? Um, um, when I moved here, honestly, the majority, I'll just be frank, mostly dating apps is how I've met people. Sure. Um, I've met a couple people through mutual friends. Um, actually, it's really funny. Right by your house, I met a guy at the Chicago Halal one time. Oh, no way. Yeah, and we dated for five months. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Late at night, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. on... This is so... Why were you on my street? We, this is so such a bad I was, street I was, for bars. I was on a date. Okay. <laughs> I was on another date with someone else. And, and you guys ended up at Chicago Halal, which mm, is a great place, by the way. Yes, it was great. We were... I don't even know where we were. I was very, I was Halal. very drunk, and I was like, oh. I need to eat something now like we need to eat now and it was late so we went to chicago halal and then this other guy and his friend were there and we all started talking and then he his friend was like oh do you have any single friends you can hook him up with and i was like oh yeah so we exchanged instagrams at the restaurant and then the next day he's like yeah so is that guy your boyfriend and i was like no i'm actually never gonna see him again because he sucks and he was like cool go out with me and then we dated for five months but that's that's like that's my best meeting somebody story Is this one of your situationships? Yeah. Okay. He was the one where something <laughs> mild happened Fair. in my life and then it exploded. But So it's triggering to go past the Chicago Halal. You're like that. No, fun. it's actually a fond memory. Fair. I'm like So so you're meeting other than the Chicago Halal. <laughs> which whenever I go there, nobody is in there. Other than like people picking up and delivering food. Well, you're but, not going at the right time. Yeah, apparently not. I uh, I am a late night eater, so that's that's funny. But anyway, so the dating apps uh, mutual friend hookups, uh, or setups. What else? Those are them. Have you met people at shows? I've met people at shows, but I didn't date them. Right. That's what, that's a, a good that you said that. Um, I'm sure you get approached though after shows. Um, not super often, but it's happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, usually what they'll do is slide into my DMS after. later which it's so funny because like this one guy, he was like, hey, you know, I wanted to come up to you after the show, but like I didn't want to, I knew I'd like end up asking for your number and I didn't want to dis- disrespect you after you had a show. I was like, so you'll slide in my DMs two hours later yeah. and do the exact same fucking thing? Like, right. Right. It's what? more, it's more, it's less aggressive, I guess. But yeah. It's also kind of pussy move, but. It is. Well, what, okay. You, you don't date comedians and actors, I assume. No. Um. I did hook up with a with a co-star one time. Okay. But like it was that's After all the it, show was over. <laughs> nope. Oh no. <laughs> well, we have one more day of filming. Okay. It was actually fine. And like he You guys like, are cool. Oh yeah, we're cool. Okay. It was that's all it was. Um he's in LA now, so it's like I don't even see him. Um Fair enough. But yeah. well at least you can say you hooked up with Ryan Gosling. That's good. Yeah, no, and he was hot, so Fair enough. Go me. Um <laughs> but <laughs> um comedians I have I went on a date with one comedian mm-hmm. and then um, it just didn't end up working out. 
I was actually, so we were both very honest with each other and we're like, we're both talking to other people, you know, like whatever. And then he was like, hey, this other thing kind of got a little more serious. I don't like, I'm not trying, like, I feel really bad, but like, it's just getting more serious. And I I was kind of relieved because I wasn't super sure how I felt about dating a comedian at all. Don't. Because I don't, I have always said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And then I was like, yeah, he's really nice to me. Maybe I should just try. Because usually, like, you know, sometimes you just don't meet very nice people. And you're like, oh, he's nice. And don't date comedians. No. It's a thing. It's, I mean, um, comedians shouldn't date other comedians, period. Um, and it's really hard to date a comedian anyway if you're a normal person because they our schedules are fucked up. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm single. <laughs> yeah. It's a big part. I think it's hard for people to understand. I was on, I was on one of the apps recently, and... I just asked right away. I'm like, are you a night night owl? And it's a kind of a weird fucking question for people. But I'm like, I just say that because if you're waking up at seven every morning, I'm never, we're never going to be able to hang out. And and you, you kind of get that idea when you start scheduling to meet up mm-hmm. and they're like, why do you have to meet at five? I was like, well, cause I have a show at seven. So that's the only time, unless you want to meet at 1130 for the first time. And I assume you don't want to do that. Right. Yeah, so it definitely makes hard. it definitely makes dating harder. And that was one of why one of my situationships was so great because he was a musician and he got it. That's how you should do it. And it was like, and if we both had to reschedule or cancel, it was like, okay, well, and it's fine because we get it. We get it. But parallel it has, lives. But then we haven't seen each other in six weeks. Right. <laughs> so. Well, it's, I, I, I always say musicians should date comedians and vice versa or something comedy adjacent or something in the entertainment field, even like serving the servers and people in that industry that aren't at the comedy clubs. I think that's all fair game because you guys have similar schedules, mm-hmm. but, or we all have similar schedules. But I think that when you're dating someone who has a nine to five, it's just, it's, they don't get it. They don't get no. what we have to deal with and they don't get, um, you know, why you have to hang out after like, well, if you're only doing 15 minutes, why do you have to stay at the end? I'm like, well, sometimes you have to. Well, and that's the same thing with acting too, that people don't get. They're like, well, your shoot time was supposed to wrap at six. It's eight. Why are you still there? Right. And it's like, cause we ran over and they're like, well, meh. it's like, I'm not cheating on you. Yeah. I'm at work. Right. I wish I was cheating on you yeah. right now. I'm, I want to well, leave you did too. with the co-star. Well, so, I did, but, but you weren't cheating. You weren't. No, I was single. Uh, fair enough. Um, have you, what are the things that you've learned about dating where you're like, okay, I'm not doing that again. Like, what are your deal breakers now or like triggering things where you're like, all right, I'm not going to give someone my number at Chicago Hall as an example. <laughs> um, so one Although of my, that one you liked, so. no, that, that one worked out. I got lucky. We'll go there after see what happens. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm, I need a Euro. Um, well, one of my big things is that like, if they don't respect a basic boundary, like, I'm not going to continue this. Like, I went on a date recently with a guy. And, like, long story short, I ended up driving him home because he walked because it was near his apartment. But it was pretty late. We went to the bar or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll just drive you home because I drove. So I drove him home. And he was like, oh, well, you should come up. You should come up. Uh-huh. You should come up. You should come up. And I'm like, I don't want to go up. I don't want to go. It's 11. I don't want to go up. I've got to be up in the morning, whatever. And, like, just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And, like, long story short, like, nothing bad happened. But I ended up going up. And then he pushed every other boundary. Like, I was like, I'm not going to have sex with you. Tried to have sex with me. And I was like, mm-hmm. if, right. if, like if I say I don't want to go up and you continue to push it, 
or just yeah. even little things like Aggression. that. Like yeah. don't say this or don't say that. And then they continue to do it. Why'd you go Bye. up? Um, just to shut them up. That was part of it. The other part was I hadn't dated anybody in like 10, like new I hadn't gone out with anybody new in like 10 months. Okay. And I was like, maybe I'm okay. you're just like, yeah, not feeling it because you're not super stoked to be on this date. And like, maybe just try it, you know, yeah. like try it. Maybe you'll like be into it. Like once you're in a more comfortable setting and like whatever. So that was kind of why I went up and then, I mean, nothing ended up happening, but right. cause I left. Cause I told him, I was like, if you, if you try to have sex with me, I'm going to leave. And then I left. <laughs> it's sure. like, but you know, that's one thing for me. That's a huge red flag that I won't tolerate that maybe in the past I would have was like, it's just simple boundaries, something small sure. that they just continue to push or like, um, and then another thing too, is like people who have ambition, like don't have ambition. I won't. Yeah. You don't need to like be crazy. Like, you know, you don't need to have the goals that I have for myself, but if you're lazy, I can't handle it. You have to have shit going on in your own world. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's huge for someone in our industry too. Cause if they, they don't understand that, um, that I like to date people who have other priorities, so I'm not their priority. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite uh, thing because then I don't feel bad when I'm not around. Right. Or you don't see someone for six weeks in your example. So yeah. What are the What are the things? Uh, what are your types? What have you learned that you're like shit? If we met, if we put all the dudes that you've, uh, you know, last dated, uh, is there one common thread in terms of what they do or what they look like or anything like that? Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely what they look like. I wasn't going to say that. You have a type? Okay. Yeah, I do. What's that? Um, <laughs> it's going to sound so bad. It's going to sound fetishy. I like black guys. Okay. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I like black guys. Um, mainly because you're attracted to them. I'm attracted to them. Um, in my personal experience, Black men have been much more supportive of like me doing acting and comedy than white men have been. Um, I've really only dated black men and white men. That's just kind of how it's happened. It's not, that's just how it's happened. Mm-hmm. I haven't like gone out of my way to not date anybody else. That's There's just, not that many other races. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so bad. Um, but, you know, like one of the things that's really important to me is to have a partner who is supportive of my goals because like with my ex, he thought it was very childish that I wanted to pursue acting. He didn't like take it seriously. He's like, that's not a real job. French guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so what does he do or what did he do? Finance stuff. Uh, Fuck him. Mark like business finance. Fuck him and all his money. Yeah. Right. Fuck you. Actually, it'd be nice, but no, I'm just kidding. No, he's fuck him. Anyways, um, but that was and like I've ran into that too since I moved here and started dating. Is like, um, there'll be just like snide comments from especially white men if I'm like, oh, I do acting or you know, I'm trying, I'm an actor, I'm a comedian, and they're like, oh, that's bold, or like, oh, yeah. okay, but what's your real job? Which it's like, okay, fair, but <laughs> that's rude, um, or. Another issue that I've run into is like, I feel like white men have felt like they need to compete with me to be funnier. Like once they find out that I'm funny and that I that's do all comedy. men I think are like that. You don't think the the people that the black guys you've dated were not as competitive? I haven't felt that. Really? 
Okay. And maybe I've just gotten lucky. I just feel like for women who are comedians, my friends are who are uh, comics who are women, you guys have another level of bullshit that you have to deal with <clears throat> where guys can't, ego can't handle that they're not the funny one. They can't. A lot of them cannot yeah. handle it. And it's so annoying mm-hmm. that they have to be the funnier one. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine what it's like, but I, I know that... Just seeing it when I go on dates, like people are like, people say I'm funny. I'm like, you're not funny. Or they're like, is this going to be in your stuff? I'm like, no, it's not interesting enough to do <laughs> stuff. But like, yeah, it's it's another added layer that makes it difficult to to uh, to date for women in comedy. Oh yeah, and it's it's so annoying because like you know, I ended up taking it off of my app profiles, like, cause I used to put it on there cause I felt like it was important for people to know that I do comedy from oh, the standpoint yeah. that you were saying, like your schedule is going to be crazy. Like you need to know that this is very important to me and this is my life yeah. and you are number two. So I used to put that on there, but then it was always just so much <sighs> like, Oh, well we'll see who's funnier or, yeah, Oh bullshit. yeah. Like it was just like a bunch of it's bullshit like a dick measuring contest. Right. Did you, uh, you can put a writer. That's, I, a, yeah. that's a line. What do you put now instead? Well, I don't have my job on there oh, at okay. all. And I let them figure it out. They can find out. Mm. So. Are you, uh, so it sounds like you're in a good place in terms of your relationships. At least you have some situationships going on. Mm-hmm. You're not. And in, I have options. <laughs> yeah. You obviously have options. You're not, you're not in a place with only 37 uh, people <laughs> right. anymore. You're right. in a city full of people. We're done with this uh, this fake pandemic that we all know was fake. Uh, <laughs> um, when I say that, people sometimes think I'm saying it seriously. But um, but you also have uh, you have all the time in the world. You're still young, and you have uh, you know your career is going to be growing, and you have situationships to to take care of your other needs in terms of like not just physical, but just like companionship. And yeah, do you absolutely. live by yourself? I do now. I just okay. moved into my own apartment. It's, so, a, it's a game changer. Have oh you lived with God. another person that you've dated before? I lived with my ex in who was Japan. French. Yeah. we. So there was a period of time he actually did an internship where I was going to school and we lived together for a summer and then we lived together when we were in Japan. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, and that was okay? No, it was a nightmare both times. <laughs> okay. It was a fucking nightmare. Fair. Um, it's easy. I think that the longest relationship I ever had was two years and most of it was long distance. I feel like that doesn't count for the year times. Cause I say two years because it was two years, but whenever we were together, it was like the summers. Cause I was in law school at the time, I think. And, uh, as soon as like we were together for a full three months without interruption, like it just was like, fuck, we are not the same people. Cause well, it's the, hard. The great thing about, I think that long distance relationships are the best. Um, the reason why I say, and I'm not, I'm saying that because you always have the honeymoon mm-hmm. phrase. You're always happy to see the person and then you don't have to do the day-to-day bullshit. Yeah, part of that's true. I mean, like always, I see that side of it, but... You're always looking forward to seeing them. Yeah. So you're not overwhelmed, at least for someone like me, where it's like, if I'm with the same person for like a month, I think I'd freak the fuck out. A I guess straight? I'm also... Yeah. Oh, every day? Yeah. Well, that's what, look at the pandemic. Look how many people separated after that. It's like you were stuck together for the first time with your wife. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, shit. We are not like we were when we got married in a a small town when we were 18. Right. 
but we can't divorce because it's it's illegal according to God. Right? It's so fucked up. There's there's certain things that make it okay, but then you can't yeah. get remarried. Yeah, it's a it's a. I, I tell everyone read the book Sex at Dawn. It's a great book uh, where it talks about you know this idea of monogamy that we we were taught is is natural. It's not. It's not Mm-mm. natural. They're, they've got to change marriage to make it more palatable for people. I think it's a great thought. I think it's actually a beautiful thought, but absolutely, it's but great. it's On not paper, realistic yeah. at all. It's not realistic. So um, we are out of time, Nina. You have to come back and tell us what your journey's like uh, at Chicago Halal. Maybe just hang out there for a while and see what I will. happens. I'm going to go there after this, see if I can meet anybody. Did uh, How long ago was that, by the way? Two years. Okay. Yeah. That's so funny. I, I just, I've never, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like, for those of you who don't know, it's like a late night, what do you call it? It's like a, they don't even have seating. You just no. go there and you order food late at night. I mean, it's open 24 hours. It's good food to eat during the day, too. But it's like uh, Middle Eastern uh, cuisine. It's pretty good. The owners are good guys, too. Yeah. So. And they've got euros and french fries. Everything. They do have hot dogs. They have American I got food, a hot so, yeah. dog that Falafels night. Falafels that are really good. Have not We're tried giving that. them all this. Pl- they haven't given me a dime. No. All this ad advertising. Yeah. All this ad I'm not going to tell them where the address is. Yeah, yeah. Where can uh, where can people find you other than at Chicago <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at I am Nina Kern or on TikTok at I am Nina Kern. Try to keep it all the same so it's not confusing. Oh yeah. Um, I also have a podcast that I run with my friend Kashan, and it is called White Collars, Red Hands, and it is available everywhere where you can get your podcast. What's it about? Um, we focus on white collar crime. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we like put a, you know, we tell the stories of real cases. Yeah. Of oh, real wow. cases. Awesome. And then is he a lawyer? Um, no, okay. he's actually another comedian. He does improv though. Okay. Yeah. Right. He's not a stand up guy, but he's improv. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Nina, for uh, coming on the podcast. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Hey, all you guys know that I used to be a lawyer. Still am, but you know, kind of just in the background, if you will. But my friend, Scott Shapiro, he is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job, need compensation, or you're just injured somewhere and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. And my friend, attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call. 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm. So in addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially. So don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Call him today. Tell him I sent you. You will not regret it. Before I succumbed to the pressures of getting Netflix and Hulu, 
I was an avid reader. I still am, but I'm behind on my books. I used to read a bunch of books, mostly memoirs, biographies, uh, nonfiction stuff. And uh, as you all know, one of my favorite books is uh, Perfect Pain by Param Parasaran, a good friend of mine. Uh, it's an awesome memoir about, and it's a true story um, about how he fled Iran as a child and uh, lived up this perfect life that we all uh, are sold um, as a multimillionaire uh, successful businessman, but he had a underlying pain and issues that he had not resolved. And this is what he did on his journey. It's an amazing book. Um, I, I can't tell you how awesome it is. If you haven't read it already, I strongly recommend it. And, and I still have some free books to give away too. So for you listeners, subscribers, if you give us a five-star review, I will send you a free book. I've got about seven left right now. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a great book, perfectpain.com available on Amazon. It has been discounted, uh, because he wants to get rid of his batch of books, perfectpain.com or go to Amazon, get the book. And if you've read the book already, give him a review too. Um, we want to give him the far of our bump, um, perfectpain.com by Param Parastron, um, or message me and I can maybe send you a book for the right price for free. No, I'm just kidding. Perfectpain.com.